You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. It's the day after National Signing Day. Now, there are two more days left in the early period, so Bryson Hurst, for example, is going to sign later today, and that should be with Ole Miss. It's still going on. Then the February period, we're watching the transfer portal. A lot still going on with Ole Miss recruiting, but we're going to take a look back at Wednesday, do some signing day superlatives, many other things in this edition of Talk of Champions with me and Zach Barry. But before we do all that, let me tell you quickly about Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever going to actually be able to retire? If so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. He specializes in retirement investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. So give Thomas a call at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. 662-296-0186 and start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Zach, what's up, man? How you doing? Good morning. How are we? Good. How you feeling this morning? If you're putting yourself in the shoes of an Ole Miss fan, how you feeling this morning after National Signing Day? I think uh, I, th- I think you should feel okay. Uh, there was some obvious, uh, I guess you could call them misses. Uh, I guess Jacarius Clayton's the one that comes to mind. Committed to Ole Miss for some time, flips on signing day. I don't really know if you call, I guess technically it's a miss, Jaheim Otis, but I think most people expected him to end up at Alabama, even though Ole Miss made a late push. Um, and then there was one that, you know, almost damn near fell in Ole Miss's lap with Derek Moore um, with the waiver uh, appeal situation at Michigan with his former high school coach that is now on staff there. Still don't know if that's going to be resolved or not. Um, for uh, for Derek Moore's sake, I hope it is so he can you know sign and roll at Michigan and play and not have any issues. But um, but yeah, that was pretty much it though. It was, it was a it was a it was a good um, I guess management day. Um, managed expectations, signed everyone that was committed outside of Clayton. Uh, it was just kind of a you know I wouldn't say a ho hum day. Uh, you add four star Jaron Willis, who uh, you mentioned it. On the site, the highest-rated linebacker they have signed in almost five years, and then uh, you add at a guy linebacker top. at linebacker. Yeah, yeah, linebacker. Sorry, I meant to say that. Um, so yeah, highest-rated guy since Breon Dixon. What a uh, throwback uh, name that one. There's is. a name right there. There's a name. Uh, might might be out in the portal somewhere still, but um, <laughs> Tyler Banks, another fantastic linebacker that they added. Um, on three needs to rank him. I say we're trying to get him ranked. Um, I'd say he's probably a fringe four star, probably a, a highly rated three star guy. But don't worry about that. Um, look at the film. He's a freak athlete. At look at the offers. Yeah, great offers too. Um, two thirty five, two forty pounds, uh, two hundred forty pounds. Um, I mean, the dude did everything at Nottaway High School in Virginia. Played some receiver. Um, Really, really athletic guy. So Durkin and the defensive staff uh, did a nice job solidifying that and getting him into the uh, signee column. But yeah, I mean, you add a early, early flip uh, and flip Carswell, literal, literal and figurative flip. Um, get him from Miami. I think that one. It, 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 I guess we'll get to it, but just real quick on that one before I forget. That one's one where don't even worry about the star ranking or, or whatever. Mario Cristobal offered him at Oregon. Mario Cristobal knows what he's doing when he's recruiting offensive linemen. He is a fantastic evaluator of offensive line talent. And this guy played one year of high school football. And if Mario Cristobal thought he was worth an offer, that's a good sign. Uh, big pickup there. Uh, you get Cam East, another 6'6", 6'7", guy. So uh, this offensive line class, it may not, ha- may not have the cachet of the five and four stars next to the names, like some of the other classes that you'll see in the top five, top ten. But this is a very, very deep, athletic, and big offensive line class. Cam East was supposedly going to wait and announce his mm-hmm. decision on Christmas Day, 
to get him in in the early signing period and not wait till February for him to sign. That's a big deal. And then Bryson Hurst is recording on this Thursday is supposed to announce and sign with Ole Miss at 2 p.m. Central time. So it's not over. And left on the board, we know is Matthew McCoy, another offensive lineman, Davison Igbenosin, four-star cornerback who will announce at the, I guess it's the Army All-American game on January 8th. Anybody else you're watching? Technically, it's just the All-American game. They dropped the Army part. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's the same game in San Antonio. Yeah. But after him and Matthew McCoy, any other prospects from high school Mm. as we're resetting the board i'm about to go on vacation so when i get back after christmas we'll really reset the board because it's a quiet period now well after the next two days because for the next two days prospects can still sign but outside of bryson hurst i don't know who that would be for Ole miss so matthew mccoy davison igbenosin who else anybody you know i I tried to peruse the i guess you could it's not the available list. I just scrolled through on three's player rankings last night just to kind of see if there are any names that might pique my interest or uh, names that I might remember that Ole Miss had offered and guys that might have decided to either hold off and not sign early or they're just waiting until February. Um, you do see a, a good bit of, of guys that want to sign with their teammates in February because not everybody can sign early. So a lot of them will wait to just do it with their team. Um, there weren't really any names that jumped out to me, to be honest, Ben, I think, you know, the, the horse that is dead that we have been beating for months now, uh, it's transfer portal time. We saw it yesterday. Uh, they add Ladarius Tennyson from Auburn, a uh, former Under Armour All-American four-star. You talk about offer sheet, that dude, um, had one of the more impressive offer sheets, uh, that I've seen probably, probably one of, if not the best offer sheet, I guess, quote unquote, in this signing class, since he's not technically in the signing class, but he's added. Um, I mean, this is a guy from uh, from Rockledge High School in Florida. I mean, he had Baylor, Georgia, Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Michigan, Penn State, Texas A&M. I mean, he had several more, but a um, another, I mean, the theme here, Ben, athleticism and uh, physicality on defense. DJ Durkin and them like to have guys that are multiple. They can move them around. I think that Tennyson, and then uh, I'm sure we'll get into it here in a moment, the Iowa State transfer, Aishim Young, uh, a Philly product that I would uh, highly anticipate this staff going after, especially Chris Partridge, Marquise Watson, having those Northeast connections. Those type of players, the the 5'11", six-foot guy that's 180, 185, um, you know, a Jake Springer, a guy that's going to really disrupt at the line of scrimmage and then can also uh, help you out in coverage as well. Uh, that's a big pickup there. Super athletic kid. Um, was also a running back in high school. Uh, ran for 1,700 yards and 21 touchdowns in two years at, at running back while playing defense there. But um, I think we're looking at portal. I don't know. I don't think they're going to try to look at any high school quarterbacks anymore. I, I, think, I, Nick, I think Nick Evers was it. Um, the staff liked him and they gave it a go. Um, Jeff Levy ended up getting him. So I think they're going to go portal at quarterback. And I think that's fine because I've talked about it. You've talked about it. A couple of the guys are going after have multiple years of eligibility left. So it's essentially like getting a high school kid. So it's not like you're trying to go for a one-and-done, you know, pit stop type portal quarterback. These are, you know, Dylan Gabriel and Cam Ward are the two that come to mind. They have multiple years of eligibility left. So um, you don't really have to press to get in another high school quarterback to get into your system and start prepping um, down the line when you can get a transfer guy like Dylan Gabriel or a Cam Ward that um, have multiple years left. So that's where they are at quarterback. Um, I don't know a timeline there. I know people are getting antsy. Uh, the instant gratification uh, that is our society. Uh, again, I said it on our last podcast. It's the holiday season. People are wanting to chill, hang out with their family. I, I think probably for the most part, recruiting or making a decision is the last thing on their mind at this point. But um, they got to get going. They got to they got to get a quarterback. And um, I think the rest of this quote unquote class is going to be a transfer portal. Um, probably going to see some names start popping here in the next, uh, I don't know, next week or so, two weeks, um, probably after Christmas. I don't I feel like we've been saying know. that for a while, though. 
Sure. Um, I'll throw this theory out at you though. Ooh. I think that I think they've got some some transfer guys lined up that they're hey, you know, you're coming into the proverbial boat. Let's go ahead and start getting this thing rolling. I maybe that was planned with Tennyson yesterday. Maybe it wasn't. Um I mean, look, I, we've said it. I think Deion Smith is all but in the boat. He's just gonna do an announcement at some point. Um, there's some other guys out there that I think they're sitting, sitting in a good spot with, uh, and then there's, you know, Cam Johnson, he's got to graduate and get done at Vandy before he can uh, make a decision. I think they're in a good spot there with him. Um, I Mason think you and I Brooks, just, the offensive lineman from Western Kentucky. Yes. Uh, another guy that's wrapping up, I guess his last semester. Um, and if you land him, not only do you get a plug and play starter at tackle, whether it be yeah, left tackle or Jamie James moves over to left tackle but it helps right. to alleviate the pain of losing out on Percy Lewis. They would have taken both of them, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, that one, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Percy Lewis. I forgot about him. That one stung a little. I think they thought for a moment. They did everything um, they could there. And you and I both, we talked about this so many times, both publicly and privately. Here's the deal with Percy Lewis. His dad's a farmer and has a longstanding working relationship with the Mississippi State. It's nothing nefarious at all. They just have deep-rooted family ties with Mississippi State, and it was always going to be a tough pull if he didn't go to Oregon, if he kept him in state, to pull him from Mississippi State. But Ole Miss did everything it could have conceivably done to land Percy Lewis. Everything it could conceivably have done. And uh, had signing day been this time last week, he would have signed with Ole Miss. They desperately didn't want him to go on that trip to state, that official visit last weekend, and he did, and it kind of re-solidified things for him. Good for him. Go where you want to go. I think – the one thing I want to clear up, I wouldn't categorize Chakarius Clayton, and I love the kid. Great, great, great kid. Great kid. And I like him a lot as a player. A little bit of a tweener. Might be a defensive lineman, offensive lineman. I don't think we really know right now. That was always the case. But from the people I talked to all day yesterday, I would not characterize Chakarius Clayton as a miss. But if I say anything after that, people will think, outside of Ole Miss fans, people will think that it's either sour grapes or excuse making. And I don't want it to sound that way. So I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to say from the Ole Miss side of things, the vibe I get, this is not me, not my opinion. The vibe I get from the Ole Miss side of things was that that was not a miss for myriad reasons. Love that kid. Great kid. And I think he's going to be a great player. I don't know which side of the ball he's going to play on, but I think he's going to be a great player. But other than that, you've been right on. Yeah, I think – I get the frustration. Um, well, it's just because losing. of the lack of in-state success sure, more than sure. anything else. And it's look, it, it's frustrating, and and, and I, I think it's warranted to be bummed that a guy like Jaheim Otis leaves Mississippi to go play at Alabama. Right. That, and the that funniest thing, things. did you get this yesterday? One of the first responses I got from the people I talked to about recruiting was, "Well, we'll see him in a year." If he reports to Alabama weighing four hundred pounds, <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> He's not going to put up with it, and then he's going to get processed, and he can transfer, and he can end up at Ole Miss. That's another thing you have to consider here with a lot of these kids. It's not over. It's never over anymore. When uh, yours I mean, is now a Texas Longhorn. So, Jaheim Otis is yeah. an Alabama Crimson Titer right now, but if I he mean, doesn't show up, and yeah, you get what I'm saying? The sto- I mean, it, the, you know, it's never over. The story of the day yesterday. Yeah. That's right. Jackson State and Deion Sanders stole, stole the whole day. Because <laughs> the flipped, NIL did. That was insane. The number one overall player in the country went to Jackson State. I loved it so much. But here's the good, thing. Good Everybody was so worried about the haves and the have-nots just strengthening the haves and the big boys getting bigger and all that kind of stuff with the ability to pay players. And then Jackson State, with its, what, $8 million football budget, decides to splurge, cut a deal <laughs> with uh, the number one player in the country in an IL deal in Barstool, I think like a third – or like a fourth at least of their entire football budget is going to go to this kid. But look at the press it got you. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, man, just just all day people were talking about JSU, um, which is which is which is cool for them. That's a, that's for for a program that has really had a revitalization this season. Uh, I think what did they win? Eleven games. They won the uh, the SWAC title. They're going to the uh, what is it celebration bowl? Um, I mean that's cool. That's cool for that program and and I mean the the whole ceremony that Travis Hunter with you know 
put every hat on and then threw it off the table. Um, and his mom throws in the JSU hat and throws on the jacket. I mean, that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, probably the biggest flip ever in the history of recruiting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like it has to be. I mean, that was, there's nothing was comparable. Crazy. I was trying to come up with like comps for it. There's nothing. I can't think of anything. Like, I guess you could, some people might say that like Laramie Tunsil, I mean, it wasn't a flip, but I mean, I guess people would say that was a shock, but most people that know how that recruitment went, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just a crazy day. I mean, that whole, that, that hour of how quickly that unfolded and got out and then everybody was like, well, yep, he's doing it. Cause at first I thought, well, no, like I'm sure Dion is trying, but probably not. But man, losing the number one overall player in the country the same week that you give Mike Norvell an extension, that's a tough scene. Yeah. To a but, former um, player, a legend of Florida State. <laughs> oh, the man. legend is Dion. Yeah. I just just wild, man. Recruiting oh. it n- never ceases to amaze. You're listening to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Zach Barry. And we're going to jump right back into the conversation. But first, Zach's going to tell you about a couple of proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant bar and entertainment space on South Lamar in Oxford. 10,000 square feet of indoor space and three-quarters of an acre of outdoor space complete with a full-stage indoor and outdoor projectors, three bars, a children's playground, and parking on site for you to come and enjoy all of their open fire barbecue and the fixings that come with it. And now you can contact Lamar Yard and ask them about their catering and private event rental options. Perfect for that next big celebration and or the Grove party in the fall, or if you want to inquire about doing some catering in the spring for Ole Miss baseball. They are your quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. Football season is back at Ole Miss. As we all know, we are rolling in to the end of the 2021 season. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild and South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. The show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com. And you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris, and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. But the response kind of surprised me. Now, I knew there'd be some disappointment, especially if Ole Miss missed out, as expected. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've been reading the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and AffiliateOfOne3.com, the Spirit Recruiting Dailies with me and Zach. We expected Ole Miss to lose out on Jaheim Otis. We knew that Ole Miss had a lot to overcome when, in regards to Mississippi State and Percy Lewis. Jacarius Clayton, whatever you want to say, Ole Miss doesn't view it as a miss, but he flipped. It happened. If you call mm-hmm. Flint the car as well a flip, then Jacarius Clayton is a flip. Especially when he said last week, I'm 100% done with recruiting after his Ole Miss visit. And then he goes mm-hmm. and visits Mississippi State and ends up at Mississippi State. But I was surprised because I knew there'd be some disappointment, but it seemed like it was a little overboard. So I'm asking you to tell me if I'm not reading the room correctly. Because my reaction was, yes, yeah, it's kind of what we expected to happen. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was fine. Knowing that Ole Miss, this year especially, I keep saying especially today, this year in particular was going to be portal heavy because of the way their roster is constructed and the numbers crunch that they're dealing with. We knew that it was going to be low high school players, at most 18 guys, 
and then they were going to sign seven, maybe transfers. Now, I think what's really causing this, not panic, but a little bit of concern is the fact that these transfers haven't popped. Tennyson has now. But if mm-hmm. Deion Smith were to have announced yesterday, would the reaction have been the same? Had they already have gotten their quarterback, would the response have been the same? I think it really comes back to those marquee positions in the portal getting a guy. And if they can get their quarterback sooner rather than later, I think that would kind of ease a lot of whatever you want to call it, concern, disappointment, whatever. If they could just get the quarterback done, then I think people start to look at, at the overall class, at the totality of the class, and think to themselves – yeah, it was fine. And when you factor in what they're adding in the portal at impact spots, then you start to kind of uh, see the roadmap, right? To not necessarily 10 wins next year, but contention, eight, nine, 10 wins, whatever. Yeah, that's fair. I think that that's kind of where you get the, I guess, the 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 ringing of the fist is, okay, we've heard about this plan mm-hmm. to go to the portal. And mm-hmm. that's fine. We get it. I mean, you look at the defense this year, All pr- pretty much all of the, well, I wouldn't say all, a good chunk of the guys that were impact players that made a huge difference in the resurgence to go from one of the worst defenses statistically in the country to a top 40 SP plus defense. You got Jake Springer from Navy, Chance Campbell from Maryland, Mark Robinson from SEMO. Um, you know, those are three transfer portal guys that were instant impact change the entire makeup of the defense. I mean, that was also would, an unprecedented hit rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was crazy that they got those three. And and I know Mark Robinson wasn't a, a big-time portal, you know, dude, but – Yeah, who knew about to, Mark Robinson until really, what, fall camp? Maybe the yeah, spring? I, mean, I, I think it was like a lot – in like the Grove Bowl, I remember people being like, who the hell is this yeah. jack dude that's playing linebacker? Who's that number and 35 looked, that's flying around and doing everything? Yeah, and then you look on the roster and you're like, oh, this dude was a running back? Like, So that was, I mean, hats off to, to Durkin and the staff to not only convince a guy to, you know, change positions. Because I remember, I think it was a quote that he said he was coming to Ole Miss to take Snoop Connor's spot. Like he said it, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, kind of laughing. Oh, wow. Because at yeah. this point, you know, he was a linebacker. But, I mean, you, you appreciate the confidence of the guy to to come in. But they were like, hey, we need your help on defense. And he was like, okay, cool, I'll do that. And now um, I can't see him as anything else. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's a phenomenal linebacker. I mean he, I mean hell, he could have a good pro day and and maybe find somewhere on a you know roster in the NFL. Who knows? I mean he he's a lot a like Lori Johnson was. Ooh man, you want to talk about a throwback name? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean those. I, I would argue that Jake Springer was probably the probably the most influential player on that defense because you saw the the kind of drop that they had when he was when he was out for a couple of weeks and then he comes back, I, th- I believe it was the Tennessee game. And just, that was kind of when you saw the surge of that defense and, and how they got better at stopping the run and just overall were, were just a more complete defense. Um, they got to continue to hit on guys like that because Springer's not going to be there in 2022. So that's kind of where Tennyson comes in. I mentioned Aishin Young is another guy that they're trying to get. Um, that's a guy that was a, you know, uh, big 12, uh, freshman defensive player of the year. Um, another dude that had a ton of power five offers, uh, another former four star that's in the portal. Now they're going to try to bring him in he, he, the plan of going to the portal. It, there's nothing wrong with it. Cause I do think that's the future of college football. And if anybody's ahead of the curve or, you know, got a head start, it's, it's Lane Kiffin. He, he's been talking about this for a year now, but like you said, Got to start getting some guys in. They got Tennyson yesterday. I expect them to get Deion Smith at some point, but you mentioned quarterback. Got to get a quarterback. And this is no slight on Luke Altmyer. I, I, hell, Luke Altmyer might win the job next year. But you yeah, it's get not someone like else we're underselling there. Luke Altmyer. That's not what yeah, this yeah. is. Nobody, anybody that, that, that understands recruiting in the landscape of, of roster building gets it. But on the surface, people are probably like, well, what do they not think Luke Altmaier can do it? I think Luke Altmaier could definitely do it. He was a four star, mm-hmm. lead 11 finalist. I mean, he could certainly do it. I, the I coaches he- are always trying to recruit to replace you. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're Laramie Tunsil or if you're the backup long snapper, oh, yeah. they're trying Especially to get the best talent. It's, yeah. You need a room. They don't, they don't have a real room right now. 
<laughs> no, it's a closet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so the, it's just it, it, I understand people are 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 getting a little get a little get a little fancy because you got to start hitting on these portal guys. It, it's fine to have the plan and to bring them on campus and you know things but you, but you got to start hitting. They they brought Terrence Cooks in for a visit. Coleman Hutzler, him and they were tight. Everybody was like, okay, that's good. Picks TCU. So you got to on to the next one. You got to, you got to find somebody. They offered uh, a couple yesterday, Jason Jones, former uh, Oregon signee. Uh, He's from Alabama. They offered him uh, pretty quickly as he got into the portal. Um, So it's just, it's going to continue. You know, the, the coaching carousel is starting to come to a stop. I believe Temple made their hire. They did the Um, Texas running backs coach. Yeah. Um, I posted uh, in the dailies, uh, I believe it was yesterday. Do we like dailies? Um, Are we going to stick with that? I'm cool with that. Okay, fine. Uh, it, it, it's fine. We don't need any fancy name or anything. But <laughs> Okay, sorry. I um, interrupted you again. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I, the Rutgers uh, DB coach was kind of the favorite heading into yesterday. Um, Football Scoop had reported that he was kind of the heavy favorite. Is Temple um, really that bad of a job? I don't know. There are probably fans listening right now going, Ben, are you kidding me? It's horrible. I I honestly don't know. I mean, I'd have to take a look at their their program history, but, I mean, Matt Rule, I think, is the only guy to ever win there. Um, Oh, boy. Bill is a good spot for for talent. Yeah, you think so. Yeah. Ton of of talent, but uh, with what they have to compete with. I mean, you saw yesterday, Maryland flipped a couple guys um, from other power five schools. They flipped a Penn state guy and a South Carolina guy. Um, Mike Loxley is, is a, is a great recruiter. Um, he's going to get some here and there, but man, you're competing year in, year out with Penn state. And then, I mean, Alabama recruits the DMV heavy. Um, they recruit Philly a lot. Um, I mean, everybody recruits up there now because there's so much talent. So yeah, it's a tough job, but um, yeah, Fran Young, I believe, is the DB's coach at Rutgers' name. Obviously, tied into uh, the recruitment of Davison Igbenosen. Uh, I still believe Igbenosen's going to pick Ole Miss. Um, you know, he, for all we know, he sent his his letter of intent in yesterday. He's wanting to announce at the All American Game, January eighth, on NBC. I get that. I don't know how much you know about that situation. I totally understand him wanting to have his moment, do it one, you know, he's wanting to play one more game. Um, for those that aren't in the know, um, his high school uh, was uh, not able to compete for a state championship because of a COVID related issue. Um, I believe it was the school board or somebody up there decided that they were having to forfeit the game. Um, so uh, Union High School was unable to uh to compete for a state title. And we're coming full circle here because they are the union farmers. Um, I don't think Mississippi state's at play here, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think he's wanting to, you know, strap it up one more time as a high school player on national television and then uh, have his moment there. So I, I, I get that. Um, Let's well, always for Rutgers. The problem is, is Rutgers is in it. And I wish that we kind of already knew whether or not Ole Miss has gotten that NOI or not. <sighs> And we don't really know. Yeah. And, but and the deal with Rutgers is that his brother plays there. It's an hour from his home. His parents could come see both brothers at the same spot. He was committed there. I understand that it's Rutgers and you would think he's an Ole Miss fan. Come on, Ole Miss Rutgers. But just as you are biased toward Ole Miss, that family obviously has an af- affection for Rutgers. Sure. Yeah. Greg Shiano is another great coach, great recruiter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing a nice job up there in New Jersey. But um, and then here, you want to talk about a toss-up. Both staffs have a Porsche now because their staff was tweeting out pictures of players posing in front of a Porsche. So you can't really tip the scales in, in either direction there because of that. So The Porsche, um, the Porsche connection. The Porsche troll uh, that went on that day. But, yeah, I, I still lean Ole Miss. I, I do too. I, I feel pretty comfortable there. I talked to some guys up in New Jersey. Um when the when the Igbenosan tweet gate happened, when everybody thought that, oh, no, it's over. He's going to Rutgers, and then he tweets out other graphics uh, of other schools. That was I a fun couple, night. Man, that was that was a – man, I go, to, I go to change a diaper, and then I come back, and my phone's exploding um, with people asking about what happened. But It's also why yeah, I hate Twitter. Uh, hey, 
it's it's a necessary evil. Uh, it is the worst, uh, as I call it, the hell site. It, it's 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 a terrible place, but it is necessary. Um, a couple guys that I talked to up there, um, industry sources around that Rutgers program, they were, hey, it's not a commitment. Um, the staff has not been notified of a commitment. Um, so I think everybody's kind of in agreement that it was just a graphic that he wanted to post of he and his brother. Um, Everybody gets a graphic now too. Yeah. It's like the, uh, the like recruiting Oprah, like everybody gets a graphic now. Um, everybody. Man, you, you want to talk about someone I do not envy um, on threes uh, resident uh, graphic expert and guru. Hayes Fawcett. Yeah. Man, he was <laughs> Hayes. Hayes was a busy man on Wednesday, Tuesday night. I doubt he slept much. Maybe we should get Hayes yeah. to do us a graphic for Talk of Champions recruiting. Ooh, that'd be a good idea. Like me and you, like like superimposed, like standing over. Like, I want to do the thing where I'm a laying. Microphone. Yeah, but I want to do the thing where I'm laying with my head on a football, like players do now. Yeah, isn't that like a Spider Man? Isn't that like a nod to like Spider Man? Yes, yeah, Spider Man Homecoming. Speaking of, I'm yes. going to see Spider Man today at three o'clock, and I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this for over a year now. It is my favorite superhero. We're not going to talk about it, but that's where my whole brain is. So, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's Spider-Man Homecoming. That's right. And that iconic, yeah, good job, movie poster with Tom Holland dressed as Spider-Man with his head like that and his leg up. I want to do that. I can't do it on a microphone, so a football. And then maybe you can do the one (laughs) where you got your finger in your mouth like a fish hook. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. The kids kids do that. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's a reference to anything or – where did you know, that maybe. come from? Somebody that's younger than me and Zach. Hit us up on Twitter at SpiritBen at Zach underscore Barry. Where did the fish hook thing come from? Did somebody do this? Does this become, I mean, did this become like a famous meme or something? I don't know where, where it originated. I have no clue. Yeah. Quick question. You mentioned going to see uh, the new Spider-Man. Yes. Um, what was, well, you've been to the theater recently. I, yeah. I was going to ask what the last movie you saw was just due to COVID. Ghostbusters. The newer one? Yeah. With Paul Rudd? Yes. What other How, one would it, I be talking about? Was was it good? It was perfectly pleasant. Okay. All right. It's Paul Rudd. For what movies know. are now, which is effectively a bunch of fan service, if you've seen the first Ghostbusters, you've seen the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I stand Ant-Man and think that's one of the better Marvel films out there in the, uh, in the universe um the last movie that i saw in the theater was once upon a time in hollywood that's how long it's been Jeez. now i've got some you know I've well got i got a hook pick. up here in new albany see because the local theater which <laughs> is a great theater we get to go see movies early and for free in an empty theater so i get it but i oh, have nice. gone to full theaters before and seen movies is it is it an eight screener no what it's a four screener about? it's a four screener okay. new albany right. mississippi the hell are you talking about it's a four screener the know. floors are sticky. Might be able to come up. Well, the floors are sticky at every theater. Um, yeah. But yeah, once upon they a time, seem excessively the sticky. Movie. They seem excessively sticky at the movie reel. Yeah, well, oof. Yes, yeah, who can say what that's from? Well, um, it's county schools. And every okay. Friday night before COVID, parents from the county schools would drop their kids off because it's pretty much just a free babysitter. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm really dating myself, but. Back in the day, you used to be able to get dropped off at the movie theater. Heck yeah. With a, 20, with a $20 bill. And that was good for a movie, a drink, popcorn, and then going over to the Wendy's after it. Now, it's really expensive. It's like $70 for you to take your 20, wife and two kids. $20 ain't cutting it. That's getting you um, two tickets. Two tickets for your kids. I, I Do we watch the new Bond at home? Because it was 25 bucks to buy Ugh. on Amazon. That's cheaper than going to the theater. Cheaper, yeah. So, and I love going to the movies. We're getting off topic. Here's what I want to do. Finish your thought. But after we do that, we need to do some signing day superlatives. So finish your thought. Okay. I won't interrupt you anymore. No more Spider-Man. Finish up. And then we're going to do some superlatives. Oh, I mean, that was it. I was done. I was just going to say oh, well, that okay. I am, I, I plan on going to see the new Spider-Man <laughs> next Monday or Tuesday. I'm going because to say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, can't I, I have to be on Twitter. Like I said, it's a necessary evil and the movie's out now. So I'm going to see reviews and people are, I don't want to see any spoilers. My favorite thing was when I said I would spoil it for you last night and you responding with, I'll gut you, which is the most visceral, hilarious, appropriate response because that's exactly how I would feel. 
Mm-hmm. I, of course, would not spoil it for you, but it would be funny if I was just sent you something random. Oh, did anybody watch Hawkeye? Do you watch Hawkeye recently? We can't do this. We can't do this. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> we can't do this. We can't do this. Let's do some signing day superlatives, and we're going to start out, and we're just going to talk about the class on Wednesday. Not going to talk about Bryson Hurst. He's not official. Not talk about Davis and Nick Benos. Not the transfer guys. Just the class that signed on Wednesday. And we can include Ladarius Tennyson as well. But even though he announced his commitment, there's nothing to sign that binds him to the school. Now, his financial aid papers ties the school to him. But he doesn't have to show up here. That's with any transfer he's going to. But I just wanted to make that clear. So starting out with best in class, Zach Barry, who would you say is best in class from the group that signed on Wednesday? Uh, I think it'd be difficult not to say it's Jaron Willis. We, we, we talked about him earlier being the highest rated linebacker they've signed in, you know, almost five years. I think that he is someone that could be an instant impact candidate in 2022 uh it's a position that they're looking to potentially replace two starters um i don't know what the deal is if chance campbell coming back what's mark robinson doing i would assume that at least one of them is gone if not both they're going to need to uh bring in some guys to challenge in the two deep and i think jaron willis is someone that definitely can he's uh every bit of 220 225 um he is a legitimate power five linebacker and his frame is already built for power five football. Um, I think that he is probably the headliner in this class and I would give him the nod there. Best all around. Ooh. Um, I guess I'm probably going to go linebacker again. I, I talked about how just the all around athlete that he is. I think you're probably going to, look no further than, than Tyler Banks. Um, just an nice. exceptional athlete. Uh, look, he, he played some, some running backs some receivers tied in, uh, punted for his high school. They even put him, uh, at, um, quarterback at times for, you know, direct snap type stuff, um, right there with him. And I, I'm kind of kicking myself for just now remembering this. I know that people are mad about Travion Williams going to state, Jaheim Otis going to Alabama, and then Jacarius uh, Clayton goes to Mississippi State. But we they said this, that Travion, Travion Williams, if he didn't show up for his visit, the last visit weekend before signing day, didn't yes, show up at Ole Miss, put him on the wall for Mississippi State. Jaheim Otis was always going to be a tough pull from Alabama. Maybe we do see him in a year. I don't know. But I just don't yeah. understand that aspect of it. Anyway, continue. I think people need to put some respect on Xavier Harris. The guy, he, he's kind of forgotten because he committed way back in July, um, stuck with the commitment, signed yesterday. He's the reigning 6A defensive player of the year. Uh, I mean, dude, the pictures that we saw from the Miss Al game, I mean, he made Jaheim Otis look normal because he is so big. He's 6'7". He's probably going to have to shed some weight. But look, he, everybody that was down there said that he moves well. For being but the coaches pounds. were split. There were half of them that said, leave him where he is. He's going to be a first-round NFL talent at defensive tackle. And other ones saying, move to offense, make him an elite left tackle, and he'll be a first-round NFL talent at left tackle. I don't know if it's offense or defense. Hey. kind of like Jacarius Clayton. It doesn't matter. You're getting an impact guy. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's kind of one of those where it's like, just sign him and figure it out later. Get him on campus. Try defensive line first because, look – I. Guys, six seven can can work. I mean, six seven, full circle here. But talking about a former Mississippi guy that that left the state to go play college, Raquan Davis was six seven and and was a humongous person, and he was just fine at Alabama. Um, I do think he'll lose some weight uh, once he gets on campus, gets in that strength and conditioning program. The pounds are going to fall off because when you're in that spring. Um, or, or should I say getting ready for spring ball when it's just the players and Wilson love and the rest of his staff. I mean, they are getting after it. Um, so when you're eating right, you're, you're, you're getting your fluids. Um, the pounds are going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to shed some, some weight and you're going to put on some good weight. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great position to be in with a guy like that. That's, um, you know, 170th player in the country, the uh, number 24 defensive lineman in the country. I, he he's someone that, that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because he committed so early on and was just really quiet throughout the process. He didn't talk a lot. He didn't do a lot of tweeting, a lot of Instagramming. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
six a defensive player of the year. Um, I, I think he deserves to be mentioned here as well. Most athletic. Hmm. Kind of a toss up here between Flip Carswell and Jalen White. Uh, Carswell is a guy, like I mentioned, only played one year of high school football, but he's a uh, talented basketball player, 6'6, 275. Um, I mean, I saw some, I posted it in the thread yesterday, saw some clips of him playing basketball. He, he moves around like a, like a stretch four. Um, he's got some, some really good bounce. He can, you know, he's got some good feet. I think that's what makes him, um, you know, that ceiling so high for, for being an offensive lineman, you know, being a tackle because those feet are so, are so good. And then Jalen White, another guy, kind of like a Tyler Banks, 6'2", 200, played quarterback in high school. He's going to play safety slash linebacker at Ole Miss. Um, but, I mean, that dude, week in, week out at Parkview Magnet in Little Rock, putting up big numbers, running the football, throwing the football, um, super athletic dude there um, as well. Most changed. This is the prospect that started out in one spot as a prospect and got better and better and outperformed his ranking. Most changed. Oh, well, if you're talking about outperforming a ranking, I think this one's easy. I'm going Quinshawn Judkins, the running back from Pike Road. Um, I think he's a legitimate four-star prospect. Um, all three has him right there on the fringe. Um, but, I mean, this is a dude that um, – Helped Pike Road uh, win a state title. They went undefeated, um, battled through an injury early in the season, and then once he came back, was just out of this world at running back. Um, was the MVP of their 5A state title game. Kevin Smith and Lane Kiffin went to watch him um, over in Birmingham. I, I think he is someone that uh, you want to talk about an instant impact guy. I think that they expect him to come in and get touches immediately in 2022. Um Really, really complete back, um, 5'11", 205, can really motor. Uh, he's got some some sneaky speed. Um, he, he, he'll put the shoulder down and run through you, but uh, he can also get to the sideline and outrun you as well. So I, I like Judkins to uh, to really be someone that people look back on and say, man, we, we probably should have given him another star too. We're going to get right back to Zach after he tells you briefly about a couple more proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Berry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Berry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Berry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Completely self-explanatory. Most unique. Hmm. I think it's Carswell. Yeah. Um, I would say Carswell's probably there. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's probably him. Uh, you could probably throw Nick Cole and Jarrell Stinson in, in there as well. Um, yeah, I like the super, Cole pick. I like that. Super versatile DBs. Um, it's hard to not do it just because it's kind of the thing that everybody does with a, you know an undersized DB that's physical. But like a lot of Mike Hilton vibes when you watch those dudes on tape. Um, oh, man. Not, not We've been overly, talking about the next Mike Hilton for a long time, Zach. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you know, we, we haven't talked offense yet, so we, we can't talk about the next Corvick neat, but um, the next Mike Hilton though, but <laughs> yeah, these dudes, uh, you know, they're not very big, but extremely physical for their size. And, and Chris Partridge, um, DJ Durkin, uh, Terrell Buckley, uh, those guys talk a lot about the physicality and, and how they play. Um, Stinson and Cole are both, come from that that same mold where they that they're not the big 205 210 NF, NFL style DB but um but they are physical so there's some uniqueness there with with kind of their skill set and in the 326 that Ole Miss runs they like to put a lot of DBs out there you saw it this year with Tysheem Johnson he got out there a ton not a big guy but willing to come down and run support and to uh come downhill and strike you and, and those two guys are or, uh, or just like that. There is only one right answer for this. Class clown, the biggest personality, and it's Reggie Hughes. Yeah, I, I put, yeah. he. It, um, it's the only the right videos. answer. Yeah, class clown. Yeah, um, biggest personality. I'm trying here, okay? Okay, yeah, I'll go I'll go there um, with Hughes. And then I, if you're, I don't know if you're going to go here or not, but I would say like class recruiter or most valuable recruiter. Um, you'd probably go Taylor Groves. The uh, safety out of uh, Cross Plains, Tennessee. That's a good superlative um, that I didn't even think about. Yeah, the, the necessary evil that is Twitter. Um, Groves was out there, seemed every like every day. single day, trying to trying to build the class, talking to other guys. Um, so yeah, he was extremely active. Um, I had a chance to see him play in person a couple times this year, talk with him, um, and that's what he talked about. He, he would first foremost talk about. Coach Kiffin, talking with him, talking with the staff. But then after that, it was, you know, hey, I'm, tr- I'm trying to build this staff, trying to recruit some guys from Tennessee, trying to recruit some guys from from Alabama. You know, he was always talking about trying to build the class. So, yeah, he was someone that was doing everything in his power to help the staff out. Last one, most likely to succeed. So the sleeper player. I know you're probably going to say Tyler Banks, but most likely to succeed. I'll go with a guy that we haven't talked about yet. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go Jeremiah Dillon. Um, Mm. He was really impressive 
uh, the week in Hattiesburg at the Mississippi-Alabama game. Didn't really get a chance to showcase anything in the game because Mississippi didn't really have a quarterback that was getting the ball out to receivers. Um, Alabama, Alabama played a really complete game uh, in that one and, and whipped Mississippi, but um, got a chance to meet him in person earlier this year. Um, every bit of 6'1", maybe a little bit bigger. I think he's got a good frame. He'll fill out, add some good weight. I think he's going to be, along with Larry Simmons, um, another guy that talked about a good offer sheet. Um, those two receivers, they 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 both committed early. I mean, Larry Simmons committed uh, back in January, and Jeremiah Dillon was in the summer. I think those are two really solid in-state guys that they were able to keep. Um, Mississippi State tried to get Simmons. Uh, Ole Miss held them off. Um, two really talented uh, receivers, both have good ball skills. Um, good hands and uh, both have good speed. So um, I'll go with those two as a tie for, for underrated kind of the, the, the guy that no one's really expecting to break out. I think both of those guys are going to have a shot to, to put up some numbers in the offense. That was signing day superlatives. This is talk of champions. I'm Ben Garrett at spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We both write for the Ole Miss spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate on three.com. If you haven't already subscribed, review talk of champions, in iTunes, and when you do leave a five-star review, it doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. One of the last things I get asked every single day, if you had to put money down on the transfer quarterback Ole Miss lands, who would it be? And I don't have a good answer right now. I know their number one target, and you, do, and you know this too. You know this too. Dylan Gabriel is their number one target. But a lot of UCLA momentum right now for him. What happens with... Dorian Thompson Robinson, we don't know. We assume he's going to be leaving. But if you had to put money and you got somebody, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's where I think a lot of the – you called it, I think, hand-wringing. I think that's where a lot of this comes from, just not having the quarterback done yet. Even though we are not writing off Luke Altmaier. Like you said, they don't have a quarterback room. They have a closet. They need competition, (laughs) real competition. Right. Oh, money. On lay it down quarterback. Hmm. It's also it, it's tough to answer because the OC position has not been filled. If I knew That's who right. the OC was, I would have a better idea of what they're going for. Ooh, um, Dylan Gabriel would be an Ole Miss Rebel right now if Jeff Levy wasn't in Oklahoma now. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent a fact. I I lean. Gabriel, because I still think they have a shot. But, again, tons of UCLA smoke there. At some point, there's got to be a fire there with all the smoke. Uh, I think they like Cam Ward a lot. Um, they got to make a decision soon because I think his offer sheet is going to continue to grow. Um, man, if I had to put my money on somebody. It's hard. Because of the smoke around UCLA, I'll go Cam Ward. Um I don't know if Slovis really meshes with what Kiffin ultimately likes to do offensively. Um, he's a very talented quarterback, but I just don't think he's mobile enough to really, you know, tickle his fancy in terms of what he likes way. to do. Let's do it this way. Take yourself back to November. You could have Dylan Gabriel or Spencer Rattler. Who would you take? I'd go Spencer Rattler. Why? I just – the talent, the arm talent, the big playability. I think uh, regardless of how you feel about his attitude or whatever he did on some Netflix show, I, the guy's immensely talented and you get him in an offense with someone like Lane Kiffin and whoever he hires at o- as an OC, I think they would have been able to maximize that talent. Um, See, but I don't think there's knock, much of a difference between him. Yeah, I just don't think there's that much of a difference. I just the arm talent is the different is the difference maker. Rattler's got legitimate Matt Corral level arm talent. All right, um, here we go then. Spencer Rattler or Bo Nix? Ugh. Uh, I'd probably still lean Rattler, but you have to like Bo Nix's SEC See, West yeah. experience. I'd go Bo Nix. I'd go Bo Nix. Just being um, honest. I think Bo Nix is – if Ole Miss were to get Bo Nix, I, I think that that would be a great pickup. Um, I know people 
you say, well, you know, he was bad, you know, well, you know, he was up and down, you know, honestly, you, you, his coaching was shit at Auburn. Yeah. He was in two different systems. Um, hey, you want to talk about a throwback, you know, good bow, bad bow here. You can say that about Bo Nix. Bo he Wallace some- hates that. He's always absolutely <laughs> hated that. That's my dude. I mean, I mean Bo Nix had some games where you were just head scratching. Like, what are you doing? And then he had some games this year where he was playing at a high level. I mean, the LSU game, they get that win for the first time since 99 in Tiger Stadium. And Matt um, Corral threw five interceptions or more in two games last year and this year finished seventh in the Heisman race. Should have finished higher, but that's another story for yeah. another day. But yeah, I mean, that that's a close one. Um, I personally would lean Rattler again because of just what Kiffin likes to do. Well, he's going field. to South Carolina, so he's out of, que- good, out of the question. It's a good landing spot. I don't know. If I'd have told you, though, that at the end of this, Ole Miss was going to land one of Cam Ward, Bo Nix, maybe Jack Miller. I don't know about that one. It feels like Florida's got all the momentum there. Would you be disappointed if you're an Ole Miss fan? Should you be disappointed? No, I don't think so. I think the only one that would be, I guess, you could list as a disappointment, and it's nothing against Jack Miller, but he just he doesn't have any experience. He, he hardly played at Ohio State, and I think that Ole Miss is in a position where they have to get someone that has experience and has got some reps. And that's what they're that's what they're really prioritizing experience. But my here my whole thing here is like, it feels like, and if I'm reading this wrong, tell me. But it feels like in reading the room. Ole Miss fans would be more excited about Jack Miller than Cam Ward, and that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't, because if you look at it, Luke Altmaier is more experienced than Jack Miller. So mm. why bring why bring him in? To, I, I mean, I, if you really feel that that candidate is can get it done, I guess you trust what Lane Kiffin and them think, but I, I just think that they've got to get someone like a Bo Nix, like a Cam Ward, um, you know, I mentioned Slovis earlier. He's a guy that's played a lot of football. I, I think that they have to get someone that has been there, done that. Um, I, the only one that, that, that like you would take a risk on that hasn't been there, done that would be someone like Quinn Ewers, just because of the talent and just how. And the eligibility. Right. So and he's going to Texas, so he's out of the picture. Um, yeah. How about this? It, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a question before we, before we close up shop here. Is there a quarterback out there that is not in the portal that would intrigue you if they did get in the portal? I have one particular name in mind, but I want Anthony Richardson. Okay. I don't think he will. Cause I think no. with Emory Jones leaving the writings on the wall there that he's Napier's guy, but do you have anybody? And Emory Jones is not a candidate for Ole Miss. He just, <laughs> no, no, sorry. One guy. Isn't it, isn't it wild that uh, Dan Mullen chose him over Matt Corral? <laughs> and look where they are. That? Look where they yeah. are. I don't know. I have one in mind that, that would intrigue me. That I was. I mean, actually... do I get to pick whoever I want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just fun. And Caleb stuff. Williams. Okay. He's not My guy. Portal, but if he did. No, no, no. My intriguing outside-the-box hypothetical dude to get in the portal is Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Huh. A lot of Matt Corral to that style, edgy, likes to be physical when he's running the football, can really make all the throws. And we talked about him before offline. His OC, Willie Korn, could be a name to know in the coming weeks and month when it comes to a uh, potential OC in Oxford. Because Clemson promoted from within. So a lot of people thought Corn would head back to Clemson. Uh, he played for Dabo. Um, that is not the case. They uh, promoted Brandon Streeter. And I think that's kind of their way of throwing a Hail Mary to try to get back into the Arch Manning sweepstakes. But that's another. I don't think they were ever out of the day. Arch. I don't think they were out, ever out of the Arch Manning sweepstakes. Well, well that's my opinion. They weren't. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think they're out. They're not. Who can say? Me. But they're not. But, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I think they are. They're not. I think it's. I think he's staying in the SEC. I would agree with that, but they're not out of it. Well, they might be when Dabo uh, 
quits coaching because you know players are getting paid oh, now. Dang, I thought you were that. gonna say. I thought you. Oh, he did say that. I thought you were gonna say when Dabo goes to Alabama. Hell no. Okay. I don't think he's going there. But I don't I'm know. I'm saying Georgia guy, leads my, for Arch. Man, I have my opinions on that too. Well, it's and okay to have opinions, but I'm just saying where things are. I just, man, Kirby, outside of not being able to win a title, the only thing that else that he's – because he does a lot of things well. But, man, I, the quarterback position there. Now, they got some really talented dudes that are on that roster behind Stetson Bennett. Um, so, it remains to be seen what they do with the other talented guys that they've got on that roster a quarterback but you've got some takes man, man. i got some takes i got some takes <laughs> it's you know I, i've i've had my second coffee is, is already down the hatch so i've got some takes but um so where you put yeah, your I, money where you put your money we're getting off track if you had to put your money down transfer quarterback i'd go cam ward yeah me too they gotta Which hurry though dude's i know a, dude's a stud he's a project and if you're one of those people that said Recently on the message board, Twitter, if you're one of those people that said, what about Luke Altmyer?" Cam Ward makes a lot of sense because it's a true competition. If you're bringing in yeah. Dylan Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel is starting. Sure, yeah. And ideally, that's what you do. And Ward's got four years of eligibility. I thought it was three. So it's, a, it's essentially... Whatever. Either way, yeah. It could it could be three. It's a weird. They played the spring and they played this fall. It's weird. Um, I think it's three, way, but either way, multiple years of eligibility. So it's essentially like bringing in a high school guy, except um, he's played and produced, and he's got yeah. Produce is an understatement. That dude, whew, those box scores look like some shit I did on NCAA football back <laughs> in the day. You just need to get a quarterback sooner rather than later. Yes. Almost fans are yes. ready for a quarterback. <laughs> There are a ton of them out there, but you've got to lock one up because, like I said. When Spencer Rattler didn't show up for his visit and told Ole Miss that Saturday night he wasn't coming in, okay, he's off the board, not realistic. Dylan Gabriel, they feel good about, confident about, still talking to him. But I'm with you. The UCLA stuff, there's too much smoke there, and you follow the smoke, it's probably going to be a fire. You don't want to be that person at the dance looking for a partner and then look around and everybody's taken. And there's a little bit of that sentiment out there, I think. Yeah, I I, I said it earlier. Ward's offer sheet is only going to grow. Uh, so if you're going to make a move, I think you need to do that. And I think that will help you with other potential transfer portal additions as well. I mean, you look at the receivers they're in on outside of Deion Smith. Um, those guys probably want to know who their quarterback is. Uh, I would think that somebody like Zach Evans probably wants to know who his quarterback is. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah, got to make a move quick. What's next? What's coming up now for Ole Miss recruiting in the next couple of weeks? Well, you obviously got the uh, Igbenosan announcement on January eighth, um, which is a little bit of breaking news here as we're recording. He uh, tweeted out another graphic. Breaking news! Top- breaking news! Uh- Zach Berry reporting: a new graphic has been tweeted out by Davison Igbenosan, or is it Igbenosan? I can't decide. I think it's Igbenosan. I just don't like asking people how to pronounce their names. Uh, well, you know, I think people appreciate that. I asked Suntarian Perkins, and he told me, and I was saying it wrong until he told me how to say it. Oh, so I was right um, on that one? Yeah. Sweet. I think his nickname is Git. So you can oh, I like that down. one. Git. Get Perkins gone. I get. like that. Get. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Igbenosan too many snoops. We've, we've known too many snoops, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Get's yeah. unique. Well, you mean the, it doesn't sound cool when the crowd chants Jared. So I, I get the snoop thing. Um, all right. Igbenosan tweeted right. out a top, yeah. top four Ole Miss, Tennessee, Rutgers, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. So what we know. Um, yeah. So it's all the graphics that he tweeted out the other day. Um, I still think it's Ole Miss. That's what we're looking at right now. That's and if you of, get him, now you're what, top 20? I think they could crack the top 20. And um, that's before portal stuff. 
Yes. So right now they're 26. Um, Am I spin zoning it? Yeah, I'm not meaning to. Fine. No, no, you're not spin zoning. I mean, I I'm really trying not to because I'm not trying to spin anything. I get the disappointment. I understand if there's some frustration, but we've been saying for a while that this was the plan. This is what they were going to do. You can't look at team rankings, can't look at player rankings, all that kind of stuff. That sounds spin zoning. We've been saying this since October, though. I get the frustration. I get the disappointment. But from my vantage point, I didn't have that kind of reaction because this is kind of what they've been planning to do. Yeah. No, it's, it's not spin zone. I mean, I think if you add someone like Igbenosin, it's not spin at all to say that he is a uber talented guy that you're adding to a class that could potentially push you into the top 20. Yeah. And on top of that, you add somebody like Deion Smith, who was a borderline five-star coming out of high school. He'd be your number one receiver. Yeah. It all comes back to the quarterback. I think if you, if you fast forward, you get into the DeLorean and go in the future and get to February where Ole Miss has added some, you know, six to seven impact guys, people will feel much better heading into the spring. They're not used to year-round roster construction yet. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, Igben Oson's coming up next. Bryson Hurst uh, signing today, Ole Miss. Uh, that's pretty much where you're at right now. It's just going to be portal management, portal watching. Portal watch. Keeping an eye on who they're offering there. Um, Aishin Young, big name, probably need to keep an eye on him. Uh, but that's it. So right. uh, once once holidays are over, Sugar Bowl is done. They are going to uh, hit the ground running. We'll have it all covered on the Old Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, and affiliate of On3.com. Make sure to rate, review, talk of champions at iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. He's Zach Berry, at Zach underscore Berry, and I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben, thanks, man. Have a Merry Christmas to you. See ya. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.